Hi and welcome. Thanks for joining me. It's Neil Gill here and our weekly Triple M Breakfast Show podcast on the Listener app available for you to download and listen at your leisure. Coming up on this week's episode, we're going to be catching up with NRLW player Millie Elliott. She's coming to the Central West with a series of workshops and we're also going to be bringing you the details of this year's annual bird show. Might sound a little humorous, but trust me, it is a huge event for Orange and the Central West. Let's get into it. Now, there's a few important clinics coming to regional areas, and they're hosted by New South Wales Rugby League women's player Millie Elliott. And Millie's online with me this morning. Good morning to you, Millie. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Now, look, you play for New South Wales. You play for the Mighty Roosters, uh, and it's great to have you on the show, being a Roosters fan myself. Uh, how's the preseason going? Yes, look, it's um, it's going. Um, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of training to be done, and, uh, yeah, we're just kind of getting into the thick of it now. So, yeah, it's been okay. a nice off-season. Okay. Now, look, you come from down the south coast? Yes, far south coast of New, New South Wales, a little town called Cabago. I know it well. I've actually played music at the pub there many years ago. Really? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Now, you're coming to Orange, and this is very exciting. Tell me about your clinics that you're going to be hosting here in Orange. It's about inclusion and accessibility workshops that you're bringing here. Tell us about these. Yeah, so um, a little bit of background. Um, I grew up, like I said, on, on, in a small uh, regional area. I'm one of five kids, and my younger sister, Hannah, has Down syndrome. Um, not only that, but my, my husband, his older brother, James, um, also has autism, and we, we're all from the same area. And I noticed that, you know, when finishing school, for anyone, let alone someone with a disability, it's quite daunting. Um, you know, you miss your routine, your friends, your um, support around you, your teachers, and um, Adam and myself, my husband and I, being involved in um, professional sporting teams and having that team around us, we've always noticed how important that was. And they're, they're there on the field, but they're there off the field as well to ride those highs and lows. And we wanted to replicate that um, in a kind of clinic scenario where, where it's, a, it's a well-being clinic, what we're providing. And we, we spend an hour indoors and an hour outdoors. And um, yeah, for participants with disabilities and accessibility requirements and obviously coming from um, a small town myself, I know how important it is to put these programs on in, in these areas. Are the challenges that these people face in regional areas different to the challenges in metro areas? Yeah, absolutely. Just mm. having that um, accessibility and the amount of support. I mean, not always, but um, definitely the, the geographical location it will always be a hindrance, um, you know, to access different supports and um and for programs like this. Um, so that's why we're, we're really excited and um, I'm really passionate about bringing these programs to regional areas because I know um, that it doesn't happen often. Okay, you're going to be at Waratah Sports Club on the 14th of February. You're bringing Keely Davis with you. Now, you play rugby league at the highest level. How much of that is going to form part of this? You mentioned there's an indoors and an outdoors component. Is it exclusively for rugby league people? No, not at all. We we definitely use the rugby league 
um, side of things. Obviously, I've been involved in that for quite some time, and it's it's a way of um, you know being familiar and, and using that team environment. But you don't have to necessarily watch or follow or even enjoy rugby league to be a part of it. Um, in the indoor sessions, where where you know, we're really just opening it up to be a safe space for people to chat and um, we're, we're talking about those stre- those stresses and anxieties that we all have, even though, you know, we might have a player that's, you know, someone who's on TV, their life looks amazing or you might assume everything's great in someone's life, but um, the truth is we all go through, um, you know, those different times and, and they can be challenging for anyone, let alone someone with a disability. So um, we help try and, you know, navigate that and um, we set goals and, and try and encourage routine and, and healthy habits. Um, so it's really just that overall well-being. And then when we do get outside, it's nice to um, have those different team building activities and, and be in a group setting and a team environment people that you can trust and um, that support you around you. So we do a little bit of rugby league kind of based games, but that can, if we have more of a um, soccer crew or if we have more of people that like other sports, we definitely like to mix things up and, and cater for everyone. Okay. Uh, now, if people are listening to this going, yeah, I'd love to, but what do you say to them? Um, just give it a go. I think um, it's challenging and it's, it's um, doing something that's out of your routine is always quite daunting and around people that you haven't met before or when you're not sure what, you know, what to expect, uh, it's an opportunity to be a part of it. And um, we want to, we're, we're lots of fun. We, we make it really enjoyable and um, you can partake in as little or as much as the program as you like. It's all at your own pace and we just love to see you come down. Okay, fantastic. Now, key takeaways that, people listening to this might think so what am I going to get out of it well you'll get um, you'll get to meet some other footy players and, and get to um, you know ask questions and um, just be a part of it uh, we have little workbooks that we work through you'll get a footy um, and you might um, might meet some people there that you haven't met before and yeah. um, you know just where our, our one of our biggest things is we want to encourage people to get active back into the community whether that's mm. you know through a team sport or through working or volunteering or you know just creating those connections to be able to get active yeah fantastic Millie Elliott is with me ladies and gentlemen she'll be at Waratah Sports Club on Wednesday the 14th of February Emily how do people register to be part of this event that you're putting on so you can head to our website, uh, trainergroupfoundation.org, and uh, we've got an email there with all of our info, and um, you can give us a call. Uh, one of the things, we, we're, do, we're doing two sessions in each location, so we do have an, um, school leavers slash adults program throughout the day from 11 to 1, and we have a school kids program uh, from 3.30 to 5.30. Um, both programs will be the same, but... Um, yeah, we just have those two different age groups um, and we encourage support workers or family members or bringing bring a friend along as well. Yeah, makes good sense. Uh, Millie Elliott's with me. Uh, and finally, good luck for the Roosters this year. I'm sure it'll be another great year. You guys have done so very well the last couple of seasons. Thank you very much. No, looking forward to a big 2024 on and off the field.
we're a little way out from it, but it is something that is very, very big in this town. It is the Orange Bird Sale. And joining us in the studio from the Orange Bird Society, Tony Ford. Good morning to you, mate. Morning, Neil. How are you? Going well, mate. Uh, nice to have you back in the country. <laughs> it is. It's uh, a couple of weeks out of town in uh, Singapore, Vietnam, Thailand. It's uh, it's good to be home. Yeah, I bet it is, mate. I bet it is. You're looking well, and thanks for joining us now. It's on again, the Orange Bird Society's bird sale, a big event at the PCYC. It certainly is. It's uh, probably one of Australia's biggest bird sales, and uh, the reputation it's uh, created is unbelievable. Okay. Look, I've met, you know, I'm, a, I'm all about around the town at nights and that's where all the people that come to the bird sale, they're looking for a feed or a drink and, and somewhere to stay. And I run into a lot of these people and they come from everywhere. It, uh, it's pretty well Australia-wide that the people come and have a look at. Um, I think the only state that wasn't represented last year was the Northern Territory. They flew in from Western Australia, South Australia. But I think this year we've got a few from the Northern Territory coming down to have a look. Okay. Let's talk about it. It... Uh, some of the look the PCYC transforms. It's normally basketball and futsal and netball and all that sort of carry on, but it transforms into uh, rows and rows of birds, all sorts of price ranges, and I mean all sorts. Uh, loads of people, loads of stores, loads of people in the industry as well. It's incredible. Um, I think last year was six or seven thousand birds uh, for sale there. Wow. Uh, the amount of stuff that is available for your accessories um, and the just the general interest that is created in Orange, it, it's been unbelievable. It's blown us out of the park. Even if you're not in the market, take the family down there. The kids will love it, and so will the parents. The amount of people that have said to me after the sale, and each year, when is the sale on again? The kids had such a great time, and the parents, just looking at the variety of birds and uh, what's available. You know, the noise that they create in a hall, it's an <laughs> unbelievable environment. Yeah, it certainly is. All right, uh, they range from price uh, what's the bottom range to the top range? <laughs> Your little Z might cost you five bucks to a macaw that might cost you 50 grand. Wow. And yeah. they'll all be there. All be there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tell us about your birds and your aviary at home. What have you got in there? I've got uh, a variety of birds, mainly finches. I've got a few little scarlets, near firma parrots, but um, I just find that the finches are not very destructive. You can plant your aviary out, which I have. Um, and it's just like a natural environment in there. Yeah, right. Okay. And uh, the rewarding side of keeping birds, uh, it must be quite satisfying. Well, like most things, when you, uh, when you want to breed something and, and it works, it is very satisfying to, um, to set up your avi and the things you've got to go to, like breeding live food, maggots, mealworms, crickets, um, very challenging. But when it works, it is very satisfying and gratitude. Okay. Gratifying. Uh, now, if you are looking at getting into keeping birds, this is an ideal place to come along to talk to people in the industry. Oh, for sure. The amount of knowledge that will be in that hall on a Saturday morning, uh, incredible. Uh, any one of the sellers, you can ask any information, uh, and they're more than willing to, to give you a hand. And if people want to come out and have a look and ask you a question, more than welcome to come out home and have a look. Yeah, okay. All right. Just get in touch with uh, me and I'll put you on to Tony. The next bird sale, ladies and gentlemen, with the Orange Bird Society. It's on Saturday, the 2nd of March, 2024. It starts at 10 a.m. It's at the PCYC, but don't leave it too late in the afternoon because it's all done and dusted by about 1.30. 40, always good to chat, mate. Have a good day. Appreciate it, Neil. Catch you later. And that concludes this week's episode of the Triple M Breakfast Show podcast right here on the Listener app. And don't forget, you can join me weekday mornings on 105.1 Triple M or listen anytime at your leisure. That's Listener, L-I-S-T-N-R. And I'll catch you next week.